The Beaverdam Police Department say they've seen a huge increase in the number of retail theft complaints over the last several months. Lieutenant Jeremiah Johnson called the jump seen since the end of October a, quote, huge spike. It's probably... 10 times is what we normally see. Uh, so I would say in that normal time frame, we would see six or seven retail thefts, and now it's spiked up to 60. And it's not just at our busiest retailers. We're seeing it at our grocery stores. We're seeing it at our uh, uh, gas stations and things like that. It's, it's spiked up. Johnson noted that Walmarts across the country and right here in Beaver Dam have been hit hard by retail thefts. People are coming in. They are simply shoplifting. Some of them are bold enough not to even conceal the merchandise that they'll fill up a cart and they'll just run out the front door. And they are combating this any way that they can. And they are very effective at it in the city of Beaver Dam. Walmart is doing an excellent job at catching shoplifters in the city of Beaver Dam. So their response have been more aggressive with the retail theft problem. And they, they are being very effective, at least in this city. And I, I would imagine across the state of Wisconsin, we're seeing the same thing as well. Johnson says recent changes in state law created harsher penalties for committing the crime. Across the nation, organized retail theft has been a, a huge concern over the last 10 years. About 10 years ago, our state legislature said that in order for a retail theft to be a felony, it had to be $2,500 or more. They changed it recently to now $500 or more. Reason being is a lot of people knew where that $2,500 limit was, and they were doing that to kind of skirt the law and get away with the misdemeanor. And now we're talking some serious stuff. They wanted to put their foot down. They wanted to send the message. Anything under that $500 mark constitutes a misdemeanor. Johnson says they've adopted that state statute as a Sydney ordinance. So police do have the option to write a municipal citation for infractions under $500. He adds that the individual would still be under arrest and the fine would be $313. The Watertown Police Department recently welcomed an emergency mental health intake worker to their team. Agency officials say Kelly Lewick comes to them as part of a unique collaboration between Jefferson County Human Services and the police department to assist people who may be experiencing a mental health crisis. The position was also made possible by a donation from the Greater Watertown Health Foundation. In the past, police calls involving mental health would require an officer to respond. They would make an assessment and then contact Human Services to arrange either an immediate response or set up a plan for services. Officials say Lewick's role will bypass this process. They say she can respond immediately to calls if needed and can also direct individuals needing assistance to the proper services, which benefits both the officers and the citizens. The Watertown Police Department note that every sworn officer is certified in crisis intervention training, which is a 40-hour program for law enforcement on how to better respond to people experiencing a mental health crisis. Lewick has a background in nursing where she spent 10 years working at the former Bethesda Lutheran Homes and five years in corrections. A nurse at a Madison hospital is under investigation on allegations she removed her son's oxygen tube. Here's Robin Colbert. An official at St. Mary's contacted Madison police following an incident in January where a man being treated in the ICU for a drug overdose had his oxygen tube disconnected in a way that wouldn't have happened accidentally, and the man told hospital staff that his mother tried to kill him. The man's mother is a nurse at St. Mary's. She works in a different division but was visiting her son when the ventilator alarm went off. A nurse responding to the alarm told police the mother was in a chair near her son's bed and appeared to be faking that she was asleep. In Madison, Robin Colbert, Wisconsin Radio Network. 
There is a renewed effort at the state capitol to increase the mandatory fine for soliciting prostitutes. Wisconsin Senator Andre Jacques of De Pere says it's an effort to prevent human trafficking by limiting demand. This is you know, meant to be a significant enough uh, amount that it is something that changes behavior, that causes uh, some, some forethought. The bill has bipartisan backing. It would create an automatic $5,000 court fee for anyone convicted of paying for sex with a prostitute. Home building in Dodge County throughout 2022 saw a slight uptick when compared to the previous year. Kevin Haugen reports. According to the Wisconsin Builders Association, there were 133 single-family housing permits pulled last year. There were 125 in 2021, a difference of 6.4%. Dodge County home construction in quarter four was almost identical to last year. There were 17 permits pulled between October and December last year, while there were 18 in 2021. Single-family housing permits in Columbia County increased from 82 in 2021 to 115 last year, a jump of 40%. Bondalac County also saw an increase in their numbers, going from 124 permits to 143, a difference of 15.3%. Jefferson County's permits decreased around 12% from 211 in 2021 to 186 last year. Officials with the Wisconsin Builders Association say 11,320 26 permits were pulled across the state all of last year, which is just 3% less than the 11,711 pulled during 2021. And I'm Kevin Haugen reporting for WBEV. Mayville officials are happy the direction its tag center is heading in under its new leadership. The 46,000-square-foot facility was built in 2002 and was given as a gift to the city from the Bakuber Foundation. The center offers recreational, educational, and social interaction opportunities for all age groups. Mayor John Gwynn says just before the last election, a new director of recreation and aquatics needed to be hired. What we did is is we ultimately ended up selecting a local, Michaela Leering, to run the tag center. She's doing a fantastic job. Gwynn says that Leering came up through the tag center and the various sports programs it offers and has taken the reins to drive additional revenue. The mayor knows that the city was surprised to learn in 2009 that the facility had been operating in the red, but changes were made to correct that problem. The city was surprised to learn that they'd been operating at a deficit for a while with the tag center. So um, the city at that time deployed what is what they refer to as a nine-year plan. You may have heard. I, I now it's all starting to come back. Yes. Yeah. So this was a tighten the belt. Uh, put together a budget that you can live with and um, and find a way to dig yourself out of the hole. Gwynn says that the Tag Center has successfully dug themselves out of the deficit hole through the nine-year plan. The Student Tools for Emergency Planning program offers 4th and 5th grade students in Wisconsin a chance to learn how to prepare for emergencies. Andrew Beckett is with Wisconsin Emergency Management, which administers the program. It teaches them very basic skills as it regards to uh, dealing with common severe weather threats, fires, other disasters, and really encourages them to talk with their family about coming up with an emergency plan and building an emergency kit for their family. A back pack to store the kit in and a, a flashlight to get them started. Really, it's encouraging them to think about what important things they would need to make sure that they have available to them if there were an emergency and if they needed to leave home quickly. 
In addition to the curriculum, students can get a backpack and flashlight. Schools interested in offering the program this spring can register at readywisconsin.wi.gov. Governor Tony Evers has appointed Kirsten Johnson to lead the Wisconsin Department of Health Services. Bob Haig has more. Johnson's appointment as DHS Secretary fills the vacancy created by the resignation of Karen Timberlake in December. Johnson, who served as Milwaukee Health Commissioner for two years until resigning last month, will be the third DHS Secretary for the Evers administration. Andrea Palm left in January 2021 for a post in the Biden administration. Both Palm and Timberlake served as Secretary-designee Neither was confirmed by the Republican-controlled state Senate. Johnson will assume the role effective February 27th. Bob Haig, Wisconsin Radio Network. The Beaver Dam Common Council last night approved an agreement that allows the Rotary Club to store items from its Christmas lights display in a city-owned building. The partnership allows the nonprofit to utilize a pole barn on Hemlock Road at a cost of $40 per month for utilities. Alderwoman Bobby Mark had this to say prior to the unanimous vote. I am impressed and amazed at what they have been able to accomplish and that it really, if, if you walked through Swan City Park this year, it was truly magical. I mean, they really outdid themselves. It was absolutely amazing. The memorandum of understanding will be in place until the property is sold, until the Rotary Club no longer needs to use the facility, or until the city provides a 90-day notice. I'm Justin Wilski reporting from the Daily Dodge News Center. Submit your news tips at dailydodge.com.